Hey, you're listening to Southeastern University's Ohio Regional Campus Podcast. We pray that these chapel sessions encourage and empower you, inspiring your imagination and sharpening your skills and values, both for current and future leaders of Christ. Thanks for listening. Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity that I get to come and share to future students. God, I remember, I remember so clearly being one of them. I remember being at Valley Forge and hearing so many chapel speakers coming into that chapel every day. And God, I just pray for every single one of them that the words that I speak right now would actually be your words. God, I stand behind you. God, I want your presence. I want your words, your spirit to speak through through what I'm going to say, because God is going to be different for every single person here. So I wanted to apply specifically to the calling that you have given to them. So specific. God, they can take one nugget away, and that is from your spirit. And God, that's what I desire. So God, I humble myself before you, and I put that in front of you and say, Lord, take this and make it to be what you want it to be. And I pray for these students' hearts to be open, and they can see a vision of something powerful they can do for you and especially as simple as just serving someone coffee. Thank you for their life. Thank you for this opportunity in your name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. All right, cool. So, yeah, it's, it'll come up eventually. All right, so um, Coffee Connections. Uh, obviously, that's what we started here a couple years ago. And this is Jeff. He's one of our co-owners. He's also taken a giant leap of faith as well. Everyone say hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. There we go. Um, so, yeah, so it's, we've been at it for a couple of years now. And when... Uh, when we were asked to come and share a little bit about the marketplace ministry, which is what we're doing, um, I had a really hard time of trying to condense down what God does through us. It was very difficult, um, but I feel like I did it. So I found three different things that I want to just kind of share a little bit about marketplace ministry, what it is not, what it is, and how we can track it. Because how do you know something's going to be successful if you can't track it? And here's the hard part about marketplace ministry. There's no model out there for it. This is hard, just FYI. When we started this, I had people saying, you're going to write the book on this, right? You're taking notes. You're going to do it. I'm like, oh, don't put me in that position. Then we had someone pray over my wife and I saying, the Lord is going to have you pioneer something brand new. I'm like, don't do that. No, 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 no. Don't do that. I don't want to be a pioneer. I don't want to do this stuff. And so it took us a while to figure this out, but I feel like I feel like in a spot right now, I feel like we've kind of got an understanding a little bit of what God is doing. So let's look at the first one. Marketplace ministry is not less spiritual. This is huge. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Here's why I think it's not less spiritual. Before the Lord called us into this, I was a kid's pastor. So I have a, master, I have a, do, a bachelor's degree at Valley Forge. I have a master's degree up in Ashton Seminary. My wife has an elementary edge um, uh, degree. So our entire world has all been about children and about inside the four walls of the church. I never understood business. So to me, business fit these two uh, definitions. The first one is business was all about making money because I never heard anything else about business. I would turn on the radio, listen to a podcast, I would read a magazine. Well, they made blah, 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 this many annual revenue, blah, 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 this, blah, blah, blah. I never heard of anything else they did, which is all about their money. Or this business tanked because of whatever, right? Am I the only one that's heard that or is that, yeah, right? We all hear that. To me, business was about money. Also, I thought business was about greed. Being a kid's pastor, being a, being a, uh, uh, my dad was a pastor, we had like nothing. All everybody else that had a normal business, they all had more than I had. 
So that's an internal problem. But I would look at them, and they would have the newest boat, they have the newest house, they have the newest car, they would have all this stuff. So I'm like, man, so business is about greed. Like, it's just getting as much as you want. And I thought, that's not right. But we have some exceptions, don't we? We have those that work for the nonprofit sector. We have those that work in healthcare or they work for some sort of like counseling organization or they're teaching. These businesses are exceptions that were like, okay, well, those can be somewhat spiritual. But it was something that was never worked. So the question that Sharon, my wife and I, Sharon had to ask in the beginning is like, can't business actually be spiritual? Can God actually do something through business? This is even possible. Because my entire world up to this point, the church never celebrated businesses. It always celebrated pastors and missionaries, and maybe some of the less exceptions, right? It never celebrated businesses. I never once heard anybody in a microphone promote, this is what this Christian business is doing. Look at what they're doing to change their community, and look at how many people they're discipling. Not once I heard that. So in my brain, I'm thinking business is a necessary evil, which is not true at all. Not true at all. And God literally, when he told us to stop doing kids' ministry to do this, was almost like a smack in the face and God saying, I want to show you something brand new. And so now I look at it as something completely different. In the beginning of this year, Jeff and I took a class, and we audited a class, a free one, from Seattle Pacific University called Business on Mission. A wonderful, wonderful class. And they basically condensed everything that we've been working for for the last couple of years in a very easily understandable thing. Here are some of the takeaways from it. You're sent once. So they're sent once into Jesus representing both the reached and the unreached people groups because the business is the only place you're going to get saved and unsaved people in the exact same spot at the exact same time. Church is not going to do that. You want the unchurched, right? They may not come in. Business, anybody's going to walk in. You have something I want, I'm going to be there. Why are we not leveraged this for God? How have we not leveraged this, right? So that's one of the things we have to do. They also said that you're basically God's work of restoration, wholeness, care, and value to every person with your product and services. That's what the business gets to do. Every product you make, every service you provide, you have an opportunity to bless someone and be God's work to them that normally they wouldn't see. That's what it is. So my view obviously has massively changed. I look at uh, business as a vocation, a calling from God not something I have to do to pay my bills. Every business, every opportunity, whether it be working at a mechanic store, or working at McDonald's or Steak and Shake or whatever the place is, you have the opportunity to be God's representation to those people right there. You don't need the walls of the church to do it. It's good, but how do we equip the people to be God's people outside the four walls? And I think business can do that. So business is not less spiritual. So what is business? Marketplace ministry is being the church on mission. Matthew 28, 19, Jesus says, go and make disciples, but Jesus didn't say, only make them in the church. He said, make them, just go make disciples. And so before, like I said, it was hard for my wife and I to understand this because to our world, the church and business were separate. You couldn't do the two. And when God said, I want you to stop doing kids' ministry and I want you to love people through coffee and then the church will be born out of that, we're like, How? There's no model. There's no following. There's no, there's, you got little blurbs here and there of people doing it, but it's definitely not being celebrated or championed because we know nothing about it. So how this is this actually going to work? So the questions that we had to ask ourselves were, how can we love people, make disciples, without being in a church? This is a big one for me. How, do I, how am I still Assembly of God pastor? Because I'm not pastoring a church. That was hard for me. I love the AG. I grew up in it. I find value in it. 
But if I'm not pastoring a church and don't have a congregation, then I'm not an AG pastor anymore. That was a hard one for us to swallow, figuring out, okay, God, how do you want us to work this out? The other question we had to ask is, this is the most obvious one if you haven't asked it yet, how could we as kids pastors even run a business with no degree or experience? I had no degree, had no experience in business, no clue. Don't do it. Just FYI, it's very hard. Yeah, it's very hard. So how do we actually do this? So we had to depend on the Holy Spirit to do it. And this is why I just, I'm thankful for the Ohio Ministry Network. Because when we called out, we reached, I reached out to a handful of different net, uh, districts and networks and that sort of thing, saying, here's, here's what God's doing in my heart. I don't know what it is. Every single one of them literally turned their back on us. They were like, oh, that was a nice idea. I'll be praying for you. That was the line from every single, every single place. The only one got back to me was, oh, amen. Becky Garrett responded saying, hey, you know what? Eric Schroeder was just talking about that. I think you should talk to him. Now, these two people are no longer with the network, but they're the ones that get me here. And then I started talking to a bunch of other people, and everyone started encouraging us, loving on us. You guys give us opportunities to help serve in your different events and that sort of thing. And from my point of view, I'm like, there's a group of people that actually believe in God can do something crazy. Like, there's a group of people that believe this with me, and they're praying for me. It meant a lot to me at this time. And so what it did was it literally changed my view of, like, I can join. God can join the church and the business to be one entity. It is possible. We just have to do it a little bit different. So how do we make disciples? We make disciples by loving people. I wanted desperately that every single business, every, um, every spot that I open, I wanted people to feel the Holy Spirit. I want them to walk in. I want them to feel peace immediately. Because here's it does two things. One, for the Christian, they walk in, they're like, oh, I know what this is. And I know exactly what you're doing. I'm going to be praying for you. They come to us. They tell us that. They're, they're, they're even secretive about it. It's great. It's re- even, especially at Gateway, they're really secretive about it, especially down near OSU. They're like, hey, are, are, you, guys, are you Christians? <laughs> yeah, we are. I figured as much. I'll be, I love what you're doing. I'm going to be praying for you because I feel the Holy Spirit here. You're like, it's okay. We can talk a little bit loud. No, 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 no. I don't want, I don't want them to hear about it, right? It's a little bit more of a hush-hush, right? So, so I want people to get that. So that's where that pastoral heart comes out of because we want people to feel the peace of Christ for the first time. So we have un- people that are not saved come into our space, try our product, try our services, and they keep returning. Yeah, because it tastes good, right, Ethan? There we go, yeah, right? They keep returning, not just because of that, but because God is drawing them in. And I'm not doing anything else besides giving them something. So, but what this had to do for my wife and I, we had to start thinking like missionaries because I can't think along the same line as church planting. It just doesn't work in this context. I have to think like a missionary. What would a missionary do? A missionary would go to a place that has nothing out there and would find something to offer to those group of people to say, I'm here to meet your need. And then through that need, they can share the gospel. I had to think like this in order for this to actually make sense. All right, the next one, marketplace ministry. is running a business with others involved. So partners, so what we do, which is a really neat opportunity that we get to have is that we get to partner and give opportunities to both the church sector and the business sector at the exact same time. And here's how this works. Because I'm a pastor, because I have that pastoral heart of discipleship, this gives me credit to the other pastors. I don't need to fake it. I don't need to do it. Well, I'm not a pastor. I don't have a degree. No, I have a degree. I have it. Here's my credentials. I can show if they actually ask for it. But what this does is there's no threat at all. Like, think how powerful this is. 
I'm not a church to putting on a church event to hopefully get people to come to my church. I'm a business wanting people to come to know Jesus with other churches involved that if they get to come to Jesus, this is a kingdom God high five. If they decide to go to their church, high five. But not mine. There's no threat involved in it whatsoever. They see what we're doing. They're like, huh, okay, I want to be part of that. And so we get to partner with churches and actually help bless our community because of that. Because there's no threat. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to grow my congregation. I'm not trying to grow my church. I just want to grow the kingdom of God. If they say, yeah, I'm going to go to your church, high five. Good for you. Thanks for being part of the community. The other thing that's cool about being a business actually gives me credit to the business community, which I wouldn't have before. It just wouldn't, it just normally wouldn't happen. And again, same thing is true. Yeah, I want people to buy my coffee. Yeah, I want people to buy into our services and our products. Yeah, you want that. You need business needs. You know, you pay bills. You know, that's important, right? But when I bring in other partners into the mix, guess what? I bring their business into my business, and then my customers get to see there, and they're like, oh, wait, I need that too. I needed that as well. Let me go over here. Let me go over here. Let me go over here. We start becoming a win-win business instead of just a solo win. I'm bringing people in, different products, different services. People are like, you know, Jesus said, you know, be, be sneaky as, you know, right, serpents. This is me being a little sneaky. Yeah, I want people in my business because I want money and, and we need to pay our bills. I want them to try my coffee. But, boy, if I can bring other businesses in as well, that they can win as, as well, this is a win for the entire community. So basically what I'm watching, in a way, is God is uniting the church and the business through marketplace ministry. God's doing this by just the heart of, of, of being a pastor. That's, that's what God's doing. And so in that case, I wanted, and we always wanted this to be a story of God, because like I said in the beginning, we have no degree. We have no business experience besides reading books and talking to other people. We know nothing. So if this is going to work, if you're, mar- you're going to be into business and you're going to have a marketplace ministry, if this is going to work and you want it to be an impactful business, it has to be a story of God. It has to be. It can't be about you. Because if it's about you, it's done. It's over. It has to be the story of God. And so you need to show God to the people that don't know God that he's real, that he's powerful. So what do we did? Ethan. Ethan was our first intern that we had from SEU. Let me just tell you, all USU students, you have a high mark to hit. He spoiled us rotten, okay? Ethan, what he did was we took, I invited a handful, a bunch of people out, and I said, I want you to tell your story. Coffee and Action is going to tell our story, but I want you to be part of it because you're our story. And we did a bunch of videos, a bunch of videos, and a lot more that we didn't do because we didn't have time to do them. But we had a bunch of videos, and they're all on our social media stuff. And what basically what I was trying to do and accomplish is like, look what God is doing through this marketplace. Look what he's doing. So you can go on our social media, coffeeconnections.me or any of our other things. You can look, and you can start seeing real-life people giving their story. On those videos, you can find Christians and non-Christians. All talking about the same thing. Man, I was lonely. I was lost. I just came in this coffee shop, and there's something unique about this place. I'm not entirely sure why. And I just keep coming back, and I bring my friends, and we're all hanging out. And, man, they got something special going on there, and and they got involved with this, and they said, how can I be involved? And they're actually taking time out of their day to be involved in what I'm doing. Like, that's unique. Normally, it's join me. Like, you you come serve me, but they want to serve me. Well, that's different. And so you'll start seeing stories after stories of this. And what I was trying to do in those videos is just show, look what God is doing in people's lives. How cool is that? And so in a way, God is doing that. So marketplace ministry can be 
the church on mission. We just have to look at it different. All right, and so then the last one. Marketplace ministry must be tracked differently so we can have success. This one by far is probably the hardest one to do because like I said, there's no model. There's literally no model out there. There's people that do it, and through this class that we took in the beginning of January, we met business owners that were doing it, but if you listen to what they're saying, they would say the same thing. There's no model. There's nothing to follow. How do we know we're being successful? So before, this is how we would track. In Genesis 1, God would create things, and at the end of it, he would say, this is good. If God created marketplace ministry, then it must be good. But the problem is, how do we know it's good? How do we know it? So we ran into these, and we still run into these problems even today. In business, you know you're successful by the tracking of money. Money is the big one. Lord, spite us with money is our prayer every day. Right, Jeff? Just every day. Doesn't happen. But how do you know a business is successful by the amount of income they have, the revenue they have? That's how you're successful. For churches, how do we know that we're, the church is doing well by their? By the amount of people that are sitting in their seats. Yeah, we track the small groups. We track the good things. But honestly, I don't think I've ever met a pastor that I've been like, within the first five minutes, this conversation comes up at least once. So how many people you have going to your church? That's the matrix we hit. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the matrix we hit. And both, both the business and the church, they both track doing something good. That's like a common between the two. We track the good things we're doing because that's a good thing to do, right? There's nothing wrong with that. The problem with this is that Sharon and I were frustrated up to the wazoo because we could never hit both of those. God never gave us the opportunity. He never gave us the, the, the afford. Never. It just didn't happen. So how do we track something that God created and says it is good, but is not fitting the matrix that I should be following? And this is where the, that person prayed over us, and I hated that prayer, is to pioneer this new thing. So this is how we track success today with, my, with our marketplace ministry, with Coffee Connections. And this is important. So if you're going into business, this is important. Write this down. Take a picture. This will save you a headache. Trust me. Just trust me. This is three years of painstaking figuring it out and ask, asking God over and over, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Okay. We track success by how many personal relationships we have with customers. Now, this is pre-discipleship, largely individually and one-on-one. -on -one. Here's the reason why that's important. Because I get to know who you are. I don't get to know everybody, but I get to know who you are. I get to know who you are, and you are, and you are. And I know, you're, I know you're, where you're born. I know who your parents are. I know your struggles. I know where you work, and I know how I can serve you. Now, we do this with both Christians and non-Christians. You're like, oh, Nate, you're doing both. Trust me, there's a lot of Christians that are not discipled. They just go to church. They just do whatever they want to do. And they have no clue what discipleship is. They have never been invested into because they've sat in a seat and been preached at. I don't know what to do. When they start catching fire from God of how this is how I can do it, guys, this is what marketplace ministry can do because there's no threat. There's no church building. There's no come to my attendance. There's no buy my, there's nothing this. I care about you as a person and as an individual. So marketplace ministry can do that. So this is how it would look like in a normal situation. It doesn't always happen this way, but this is how we do it. Customer would come in. We would get to know them. We get to chat with them, get to talk with them. It would have a good conversation. They would come back the next day. Same baristas working. Have the same conversation over. Maybe get a little bit deeper this time, asking questions. So where were you born? What do you like to eat? 
just basic more, not how was your day yesterday? We're talking about deeper questions beyond, and not as deep. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Okay, we're not talking about deep questions like that. We're talking about actual life questions like, hey, how's your family doing? And they would share something about a struggle of the family. You need to remember that because in the moment, God is giving you an opportunity to pastor somebody. They come back in. You say, hey, how's that going? Can I pray for you on that? I mean, you may not believe in prayer, but I believe in prayer. I believe in Jesus. I believe that he can do something. Can I pray for you? They may say yes or no. So you start walking this relationship out. Hey, let's go get some coffee. Oh, hey, guess what? I work at a coffee shop. They're going to give me free coffee anyways. Do you want to come when one of my shifts done? We hang out. Or let's go out to eat. Or let's go do something. If they have a family, let our kids play together. Let's have them over for dinner. Let's go to your house for dinner. We start having this conversation, life. They know we're Christians. We're not, hidden. We're not shy about that. That took a long time to figure out. Now we understand how it works. And now we got a spot where some of them are actually wanting to do a Discover Bible study with us which is we basically lay out a plan of how, how God speaks. Because I want God, and here's the big thing for us when, when it comes to Bible studies or inter, introducing people to Jesus or reintroducing Jesus to people, is I want Jesus to teach them. I don't want to teach them. Not because I'm lazy, because what if God tells me to go? What if God kills? What if, what if I die? Who are they going to turn to? I want them to look at the Bible, and I want them to read it and say, God's here, and his Holy Spirit's going to teach me. So I walk them, we walk them through slowly about what it is. So if you ever have questions about Discover Bible Study, let me know or talk to Ethan. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. So Discover Bible Study, those are huge for us. So we track success by how many personal relationships we have with people. Second one we track is how much we're giving away, like everything else. All of our tips from the beginning that the shop opened, this was a conviction from God that he told me to do, and I said yes to it, and God's, God's working. All of our tips go to nonprofits globally and around the world all the time. This past year, and we'll, we'll total it at the end of this year, this, how many you think? So over 70,000. So yeah, so by the end of this year, it'll be over $70,000 of communities donated to local nonprofits or global nonprofits. The community's done that. I didn't do that. So here's what's cool about it. Every month, we take that total. It's about 10% of our income. Okay, do you see the, you see the genius of God's doing here? God says to tithe, ten, right? The Bible, we're, we're, we're shown an example of tithing 10%. My business is literally tithing 10%. We would love to have that $70,000. But God said, no, I'm going to provide for you, but I want you to give it away. And in a way, and Jeff brought this up when he started becoming full-time with us, is like, in a way, we're kind of sneakily showing people how to give that don't know how to give. And now I'm giving people that want to give to nonprofits that they may not know I have money, but I don't know where to give. I don't know a good organization. Oh, I'm going to contact Coffee Connections because they're connected and they vet these people out and they know exactly who they are. So I can trust my money because of them. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I love that. That's what your marketplace gets to do. So we can also, uh, so, so what Sharon and I have done, um, we did this last year. We have to update it. And this to me I think is absolutely phenomenal is that, how we track this so far is that we have probably over 25 people in the last three years that we've sent back out to do mission. Now, here's what, I, here's what this means. There's a lot more even today. But over 25 people, families, have been sent back out. So these people are, were discovering for the first time who Jesus is. No interest in God whatsoever. 
no interest in Jesus whatsoever. I'm not counting them in the 25 people. We have so many of them. It's not even funny how many we have that are in that relationship, okay? These people are rediscovering. They're, they're finding out who Jesus is, and we're not pushing anything on them. We have a, have a barista of mine. I love him to death. Wants nothing to do with God. But every once in a while, he'll come to us and say, can you pray for me? I'm really struggling. This guy doesn't believe in God, but he's asking me to pray for him. Pretty cool, right? That's what you have to do with a marketplace ministry. So the next two fall into that 25 people in the last three years. These people are rediscovering. So these people, they love God, but they hate the church in some way. They will never, trust me, never step into the doors of the church. doesn't matter how cool the pastor is, no matter how cool the lighting is, no matter how cool the music is, no matter how phenomenal the kids' ministry is or how awesome the building outside, they will never, and they will tell you that. I will never step in the church because I'm hurt by this, 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 or it's their own personal problem, but they will never, ever do that at all. But here's what's cool about it. They start meeting you in the marketplace that's outside of that threat, and they start seeing you love and be like Jesus and give them opportunity to serve. You're literally going to give them smack to, smack to face to God, and they're going to have to like, wait a minute. This is not what I thought it was. And they start feeling that inside, and they're going to want to change. They're going to want to follow. You have the opportunity to do that. That's what a business gets to do. So we've got a lot of people to do that. And this last one is being called. A good majority of that 25 families are doing this. So now these are people that love church. They love going to church. They enjoy it. They see it as important. But they don't actually serve the church. The church serves them. They just sit there. They don't do anything. They, they, just, they won't get involved. They just won't do it. But they somehow, for some reason, they start hanging out with us. And they start seeing us live on, on mission. And they start seeing us with a, with, a, with a focus of doing things. And they start getting involved in these different things. And all of a sudden, they're like, wait a minute. God, I can do this where I, yeah, you can do this where you're at. I don't need to go anywhere. Well, do I need to move to a church? No. Stay in your church. Love on those people. Let, serve them. Be like, dude, do the best you can. And now these people are, they have, are doing mission work. I have people. We have, God has given us opportunity with people. One of them is in El Salvador right now, serving a mission group. Hmm. That's nuts. Like, just felt God says, you're going to leave and quit, and you're going to go to El Salvador and serve this group full time. Okay, God. I'm going to walk that with him, all right? We, have, we had a couple in the beginning who were so inspired by our story and were part of it in the beginning. They literally left Ohio, moved to Indiana to do a new work. Within three months of meeting us. Now, I would not suggest anything like that, but God was already doing the work, and we were the confirmation for them to do that. We have people that have left us because it didn't go so well in our relationship, but every single one of those people that have left us are now more on fire for God and serving God in deeper ways than they were before, just because of just meeting us. That's what the business gets to do. That's what a marketplace ministry gets to do. So we're seeing people take massive jumps of faith that they haven't taken before, but here's the hard part about tracking it. I can't write any of these names down on my ACMR. Not one, because they're not with me anymore. Jesus said, go and make disciples. He didn't say, keep the disciples. We got to send them out. So when I say 25 people over three years, this was hard because we wanted so much. Like, God, please, just keep them here. Just keep them here. God would say, great, you get them for two months. And then they're gone. So if you only have someone for a short amount of time, what are the skills? What are the pastoral hearts? What are the things of Jesus you want them to learn because they will be going out? And you want to teach them the best way you possibly can. In a marketplace ministry mindset, 
you, your, your theological brain is moving fast. What are the keys that I want them to learn? Because I may not have them. This is not a guarantee. And this is hard because it's hard to track. So if we can track success like this in a marketplace ministry, this can give everyone a, God is faithful. Look what he's doing. So to kind of wrap this whole thing up. So marketplace ministry isn't less spiritual. So we need to celebrate it. We need to celebrate this thing. We need to celebrate what God is actually doing. Marketplace ministry is and can be the church on mission. So we need to validate this. It needs to be validated. It needs to be something that we say it is viable, it is important, it is necessary for the kingdom of God to move forward because look at the impact we can actually make. And it looks different. So embrace it. My daughter, my youngest one, Addie, who some of you may know, she is crazy. Crazy. Compared to the other three, she is on a whole nother level. But I have to embrace it because she's my daughter. And she's someone who God sent to us. We have to love on her. God sent this to us. It is crazy. It is different. It is hard. But we have to embrace it. So, SU students, my challenge to you is this. If you're going to be in any sort of church ministry pastoral role, please, 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 do me a big old favor. Find those Christian business owners and encourage their pants off. Just encourage the socks off. Encourage them and say, I see what you're doing. And I find it important, so I want to invest my love and support into you because I can see the impact that it could happen. Validate it. If you're going to be a lead pastor, let me challenge you. Find a business owner in your community that's actually a Christian and bring them up on stage and say, why don't you tell the story of what God did in your life? Tell me the stories of how God is working your employees, how God's working in your business, because these are massive things um, that we do. Now, every year, Stacy Petty, she invites Sharon and I to come to speak at the, 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 the little kids' camp, the junior camp, every year. And Josh Williford's there, and Stacy's there, and we have a bunch of other people there, and we're just, you know, we're just talking about stuff and whatever. And this past time, all three of us got in the conversation, and I, and I just brought this thing up. I was like, you know, I love that we champion pastors, and I love that we champion missionaries and kids calling. Those are important things. We need to do that. I think that's wonderful. But what about the kid that's called to be an IT person? What about the guy, what about the, the girl that wants to be a nurse? The only thing they hear is, eh, you're not as important because you're not a pastor or missionary. Boy, kids, dreams can get, what if God is speaking to a kid to do something different and we're not validating it? And both Josh and Stacy were like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're exactly with you on that thing. So we have to think through differently how we do stuff because we can literally send little missionaries out and say, you're the missionary to this group. You're the missionary to that group. Well, I'm not a pastor. That's okay. You're called by God. Go be that missionary. Well, I have to be to Africa. You don't have to be in Africa to be a missionary. Go, go work over here and be God's sent one. That's what you can do. And as if you're going to be in church ministry, SU students, pastor or whatever it is, validate and champion that possibility and pray for them because they are interacting with lost people day in and day out. That is very exhausting. Just letting you know. Just letting you know. It is exhausting. And the last one, if you're going to go into business, so this is business travel, if you're going to go into business or start a business, I beg of you, check your motivation. Just check your motivation. If your motivation is about making a lot of money, good luck. You're going to, you're going to, it's going to swallow you whole, it's going to spit you out, and it's not going to care about you whatsoever. Check your motivation. If you are a follower of Jesus, 
you are called into business by God. Make your business about God and not about you. Please, 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 please do that. Check your motivation. Make sure that this is what God wants you to do. Make sure that your business model is wrapped around the gospel and not around how cool your product is. Please make sure of that because you are a missionary that God is sending to the world through your product and services. Your product has the ability to redeem people that are lost. Your services has the ability to be Jesus right into their face. They just don't know it. That's what you get to do. That's the opportunity you get to have as business students. And so those are why I'm saying check your motivation because you can use your business to really redeem people and show people Jesus. And they can come to Christ and it could be a high five in the kingdom of heaven because you are obedient because you are a missionary in your business. So let me pray for you guys and we'll be finished here. Jesus, I thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity that we get to just, I get to share a little bit about marketplace ministry and so much so what you've been doing through our, through our business, Coffee Connections. God, I thank you for these business students. I thank you for these SU students. I just pray and I ask that you would just provide for them. God, I pray that you would validate their calling. I pray that you would validate their heart. And God, even now, as some of them are wrestling with that obedience factor of where they should be doing and where they should be spending their time. Holy Spirit, I show and I pray that you would show to them wonderful, wonderful things. All right, if you're a ministry student, keep your eyes closed. If you're a ministry student, raise your hand. Lord, I pray for these students that have their hand up and they're ministry students. I pray as they step into either full-time ministry or serving the church in some way, God, I pray that they would have eyes that would be beyond the four walls of the church. God, that they would see business as an opportunity to expand your kingdom, that they would validate the hard work of Christian business owners that want to change the world. And I pray that they would come alongside of those people and they would be maybe the only people on staff that would encourage them, that would help them to move forward would help them to know that it is worth the ever every ounce of energy they have god give these ministry students wisdom to invest into business owners that may not know much about theological things that may not know how to serve well they may not know but they love you jesus give them the peace all right if you're a business student raise your hand Lord, I pray for these business students, and I thank you for the heart that they have to create something new, to be an entrepreneur, or to get business better. I pray for wisdom upon wisdom on their heads. I pray, Holy Spirit, you would download them, into them a long-term future and a vision of how they can use your business for your glory. God, I thank you for their lives. God, I thank you that they're going to walk through and they're going to have so many touches with Christians and un Christians. God, so many people, they get to interact through their products and services that most of us in this room will never, ever get to see. I pray that you would encourage them. Give them, an, give them a backbone of steel. Give them a heart of love and help them to serve well. Thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you.